Selection with Kyra, where you can get the real on today's hot topics. Well, welcome everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Vibe Selection. I am your host, Kyra, and it is so great to be back, y'all. I know I haven't been as consistent as I should lately, but between work, life, I just got a lot going on right now. But I just want to let y'all know that I haven't forgot about you, and I'm so glad that I'm here today, you know, to give you guys more hot topics and the news that's going on. Honey, there is so So much that we're going to be talking about today and so much that has come up in the last couple of weeks. I mean, we have the whole situation in Ukraine. Um, We have the whole situation now with the gas prices going up, child. Let me tell you. I mean, the gas prices have gone up everywhere, you know, in the United States, but especially there. I mean, the gas prices ain't hitting as hard as it is out here in the Bay Area. (laughs) Let me tell y'all. Pretty soon, listen, I'm gonna have to ride a goddamn horse. Public transportation is too goddamn expensive too out here. And it you get as soon as you get on that train and you try to go to San Francisco from San Jose, honey, it's gonna be a 45 minute ride and it's damn near $30 to get your ass all the way from San, from San Jose to San Francisco. So it's not even worth taking public transportation. I remember when gas prices were like $2 in the Bay Area. And this was like, what, 2000 in 3 2002 when the gas prices went up to $2 and everybody's like if the gas prices go up anymore I'm gonna have to ride my bike I'm gonna have to blah 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 and then look where we are now California gas prices are damn near $7 and people still driving their goddamn cars so where was the same energy why didn't y'all keep that same energy you know what I'm saying but nah in all seriousness though I will say for the the most part a lot of people are starting to buy into um, electric cars out here in the Bay Area, Teslas. Um, that's like the Tesla is like a new Honda or Toyota. You know what I'm saying? And that's because it's, it's cheaper. It's more economical. You don't have to pay as much money, you know, for gas because, I mean, it doesn't take gas because it's electric. So you save a lot of money with buying a Tesla and they're starting to be actually a little, little bit more affordable. The only thing is like the... Um, I think that there's some part in the electric cars where they get it from Germany. I mean, from Russia. So it's kind of like on one hand, it's good that people want to do the electric car thing, but then it's still benefiting Russia at the same time, even more because more people are looking to get electric cars because it's better, number one, for our ecosystem. But then you don't have to worry about high gas prices. And then another thing that's kind of getting me is like it wasn't even a week ago where out here where Biden had said everybody needs to go back back to the office and then it's kind of weird that all of a sudden you know the gas prices go up so that leads me to believe like what's really going on here like we really got to pay attention y'all because I think this whole situation with the gas prices is deeper than what we believe just think about it Okay, it wasn't even a month ago where they were telling everybody to wear face shields and N95 masks. Now they have these whole new mandates where you don't have to wear masks. You don't have to be vaccinated to go to certain places now. And then all of a sudden they're telling everybody come back to the office, which I know is a sigh of relief for everybody. But like, I just want to let you all know COVID is still out there and COVID is very much so real. 
you know, we're coming into spring and summer. And during these particular uh uh, periods everybody goes out everybody goes on vacation for spring and summer you're coming into close proximity with people if you're going and you're traveling within the United States and outside of the United States you have more of a higher chance of contracting COVID you know what I'm saying so it just kind of doesn't really make sense why all of a sudden they're like okay be free just go do whatever the fuck you want you know what I'm saying like you ain't got to be vaccinated and we still have COVID and then all of a sudden you're telling us to go back to work and then you want to raise the gas prices like what's really going on here i think that the the rise of the gas prices has a lot to do with you know um the fact that our economy has lost a lot of money due to the pandemic you know what i'm saying if you can raise the gas prices and force everybody to go back to work by doing so you know the the this this country is going to make a lot of money off of that in which they are right now so everybody's that everybody's that's got stocks in you know um oil and stuff like that and you know the government and all these politicians got their hands in the pot when it comes to investing in you know stocks and gas and stuff that shit's their pockets are are super deep now because of the whole situation so i mean i think we really got to take a look at what's really going on here. Like it's it's nothing but greed. You know, it's nothing but power. It's nothing but control that's going on. And I feel like this is the problem with humanity nowadays. Well, not nowadays. I mean, this has kind of been going on since the beginning of time. Power and greed. You know what I'm saying? Has been one of the engines that has fueled humanity since pretty much the beginning of time. And that has always been our demise. You know, if you really think about it, Every civilization that has grown to be as strong as it has, has always fallen due to power, greed, you know, money, all of that stuff. So we really just got to do better as a whole. You know, a lot of people are pissed off because of that. I know um, Gavin Newsom is uh, proposing a new mandate where he's going to give people a stipend for their gas because they have to travel and go to work now. And a lot of people can't afford that. I mean, think about it. People are barely really just getting back on their feet financially. You know what I'm saying? So to raise the gas prices and force everybody home, force everybody back to work. I mean, it, it just doesn't really make any sense, especially when people proven they could do the job at home. Like, why do I need to go back into the office? if I can prove that I'm doing my job effectively from home you know so I it's just a lot of shit that's going on that is just really messed up right now but I really want y'all to really think a little bit more deeper as to why a lot of this stuff is going on because it's deeper than what we all can see you know what I'm saying and we all have the ability to really open up our third eye and look a little deeper into the situation but some people honestly they ain't as deep so they ain't gonna look as deeply into there but someone like myself I think this is all about money and control if you ask me so you know we just really need to do better but I want to go ahead and get into our topics for today so I'm gonna start off with the Chris Brown sexual assault case now there is someone that was accusing him of sexual assault that had came out and you know what's interesting is this isn't the first time someone has accused Chris Brown of sexual assault 
In February of 2017, another lady had accused him of sexual assault as well. So, you know, this is something that's kind of been following Chris and not saying that in this particular particular situation that it's true because it has proven that he was not guilty of anything. So the young lady that's accusing him this time accused him of, you know, sexual assault, suing him for $20 million. Um, There was an audio that came out that Chris Brown had posted on his Instagram account and it was the lady young lady speaking about the encounter and you know wanting to hook up with him and then there were some text messages that had came out where she was incriminating herself and showed that they had a mutual relationship with one another that it wasn't anything that was forced and she was continuously coming on to him even after she had accused him of allegedly raping her so with that said You know, Chris Brown put that out there on his social media account of the text messages and the audio because he wanted to prove his innocence in the case. So as a result of that, the young lady's lawyer decided to drop her as a client because the, you know, the with the video, with the audio video and with the text messages alone, you know, that showed that, you know, (laughs) the girl was pretty much lying. It is sad because, you know, I think about how as a celebrity, you know, you have a lot to lose and how a lot of these celebrity men need to be more careful about the type of women that they get involved with. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's no longer just you like a lot of celebrity men when they hook up with women, you hear about, you know, their securities taking their phones from them so that they can't take pictures or do anything like that. Man, you just really need to stop hooking up with all these women because as Aside from just taking a girl's phone, you never know what what else this girl can be trying to plan and what way she can try to sabotage you. So you really you can't just hook up with strangers. I mean, apparently they kind of had something going on for a cool little while. But, you know, I mean, you just never know. Like these celebrity men just have to be more cautious and careful about the type of women that they hook up with because they have so much to lose. And I also feel like, you know, we're in this Me Too movement where people can can claim sexual assault for almost anything like the lines aren't also defined on what sexual assault kind of is to an extent so people can say you can be giving someone a compliment and say a, a guy can give you a compliment and say hey you know that's that's a nice dress you have or I like that color on you and someone can deem that as sexual assault so I mean it's just it's it's kind of it's really sad to see how especially when you're a celebrity sometimes you have people that want to try to take you down that wanted to diminish you that want to put these cases on you to ruin your credibility and Chris Brown has not been you know he hasn't had the best reputation really since the whole Rihanna situation He's still trying to recover from that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I just think that that's really sad that someone would try to do that to him. But, you know, Chris, you just have to. I will say that Chris Brown really just needs to be more selective about the type of women that he encounters. And also in in the previous case, there was uh, talks about, you know, drug use and Chris Brown offering drugs and stuff like that. And it's a known fact that it's it's. Chris Brown has also indulged in drugs, allegedly. So, I mean, you know, sometimes when you do do drugs, it impairs your thoughts. So you're not able to think as clearly about things as everybody else would. So you really, you know, 
you have to be mindful. Like, it's just best not to engage and indulge in that type of activity because then it leads to other situations. When you know people want to come after you, when you know that you have so much to lose as a celebrity, you need to really make sure who you're, you need to really take into account who you have in your circle, whether it's friends, security, family, you know, groupies. Like, you really got to look at the person's intention. And since this is like the second time someone's accused him of sexual assault, this to me shows that he really needs to be more mindful about the type of women that he messes with, because it's uh, it's clearly something that is, you know, he engages in a lot of promiscuous behavior. And that's been said for years about Chris Brown. So I just pray, you know, that Chris Brown you know, gets it together, honey. He stops messing with all these groupies and, you know, he becomes a little bit more selective about the type of women he messes with. I mean, he also just had a child as well. And from what it looks like, the mother of his child is trying to claim that, you know, he doesn't see his child right now. So, I mean, this is his third baby mama. You know, so I mean, Chris Brown, when it comes to women, honey, I think you just need to take a break. You just need to let it rest for a while. I really think you need to think about the type of women that are good for you, because clearly the ones that you are messing with right now are not the ones for you. And they clearly have it out for you. So I just really, you know, hope that Chris Brown can really get it together, because, I mean, it's not a good look to have two. this being the second time someone's accused him of sexual assault on him. So, I mean, yeah, Chris. Get it together, my man. But I want to get into now the Kim Kardashian situation. Now, Kim was being interviewed and she was saying that she felt like people need to work harder. Okay, people need to get off their asses. Stop being lazy. Y'all need to get your ass and go to work. You need to get in your car, spend $6 a gallon on gas and get into the office and make shit happen for yourself. No, I'm just kidding. I'm being dramatic about that part. But she did tell everybody they need to work hard. And honey, social media lit her ass up like a spark. They were pissed off. They were not okay about the phrase that she made, the statement that she had made because they felt like Kim is privileged. You know, she comes from... She had a cushy life. She comes from a a pretty established background. And, you know, for a lot of people, they feel like, well, if you're rich, yeah, of course, things would come a little lot more easier to you. Who are you to tell anybody when you've been living such a cushy, cush life all your life? What have you ever had to want for? You never had to really want for anything. You know, your your dad made sure that you had the best of the best. Your your parents, for that matter, made sure you had the best of the best since you were a young child so what how can you tell someone else that they need to work hard to achieve success when they feel like you haven't worked hard to achieve success but I personally feel like social media is taking this statement a little out of context now okay I've been around wealthy people okay I've known people that were born into wealth and let me tell you no amount of wealth is going to allow gonna make your parents allow you to be a fucking bum let me just start off by that now you know in our society you know 
wealthy ever the stereotype is that wealthy people don't have to work for anything oh you know there's like there's a there's a such thing as almost like rich shame you know what i'm saying people shaming you for being born into a lifestyle that you didn't necessarily ask for okay that's how i feel in regards to kim she didn't necessarily how would she know she was gonna be born into a rich family okay she didn't know that but at the same time like I will tell you from being around wealthy people you still have to work you still have to do something for yourself you still have to educate yourself you still have to build a career of your own because you have wealthy people know that in order to keep the wealth going in the family you have to fucking work Number one, okay? Now, I personally think people took what she said out of context. Did Kim have some of the contacts that she had in order to put herself in certain places that would elevate her to the next level? Absolutely. Who wouldn't though? Anybody, even if you are regular Joe Schmo and you had the opportunity to meet freaking Oprah Winfrey, okay? You would take that, you would use the contact that contact that you had in order to put yourself in the position to be able to meet Oprah to elevate yourself. Anybody would do it, okay? But that doesn't mean that just because you're able to brush shoulders with these people that that means success, okay? Because you still have to put work in it. Yes, does it help when you have a machine behind you? Yes, it does. But that still requires work to take you to the next level. Um, You know, and to be honest, although Kim, a lot of where she got her fame was off of the whole Ray J sex tape, no one really even talks about that anymore. Kim has been able to elevate herself in such a way where you don't even think about her sex tape. You just think about her being, you know, such a huge influencer, you know, being almost like a media tycoon in a sense, you know, an influencer tycoon shall I say you know like you don't think about those things anymore you know and I think that that I mean that took a lot of work for her to be able to elevate herself in that type of way and it took a lot of hard work because I know Kim did speak about how it did bother her for a while that people really only known her for a sex tape and she didn't want to only be known for having a sex tape so sometimes I feel like people just love to give the Kardashians unnecessary hate sometimes I'm just like what like y'all just be nitpicking at some of the silliest smallest minute shit that they say and y'all just want to have a problem with the Kardashians but at the end of the day all this I mean if they weren't as great as they were they wouldn't be making money how is it that they they're freaking billionaires if they don't work hard and if no one cares about them and no one likes them well that's funny if your whole life is based upon what social media thinks and what people think in general then you know how is it that if people don't like you you wouldn't be like a freaking billionaire You know what I'm saying? So obviously the narrative that people don't fuck with the Kardashians is bullshit. They would never be as popping as they are if people really didn't care about them. And they would never be billionaires. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, I mean, look at Kim's come up from being, you know, a reality star to being in high fashion magazines and brushing shoulders with the who's who and the elites of the world. I mean, 
Who would have ever thought in a million years? I mean, people like there's rich people out. There's a lot of rich people in the world. Right. But we don't even know who a lot of these wealthy people are. Okay, and the thing is, is you have to work very hard to achieve fame and and money can help play a part in you becoming famous, because if you have if you know how to manipulate your, you know, social media enough where you look like you're this popping social media influencer and everybody is looking at everything that you do because you have the latest fashions or whatever it is. Like people obviously are going to look at that, but it has to also be something about you that draws people to you. And let's face it, to an extent, Kim Kardashian and her family just have that certain je ne sais quoi that everybody just wants to tune and watch and see. Because if you hate them so much, why do you watch them? Why do you buy their products? Why do you support them? You know what I'm saying? And there's a lot of rich people that there's a lot of people out there that are rich that have money that don't have that je ne sais quoi. We'll never know who they are and they will never achieve fame. You know what I'm saying? So... I mean, I just think that people are taken out of context, you know, like the the statement that she made about working hard. You do have to work hard. Yes. When you are wealthy, things come to you a little bit more easier, but you still have to work to achieve the billionaire status. You still have to work hard to, you know, go to different heights in your life. You know, it's not just you laying on your back. And who's to say that her father didn't instill those same values in her? You know what I'm saying? Like he could have pushed her too as she was when she was a child growing up to tell her, like, you need to make something of yourself. Here's the ropes. Here's what you do to achieve success. Here's how you can be an a successful entrepreneur or, or or attorney, which she's doing that right now. She's trying to achieve that. So that takes a lot of hard work. And Kim has said she's failed it several the bar several times and how hard it was for her. So, I mean, she obviously wants to achieve success. She wants to be known and she has achieved the ability to be known as more than just the girl in a sex tape with Ray J. She has. So give the girl some fucking credit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to be a super fan of them, but we can acknowledge when someone works hard because in order to be a celebrity, it does take a lot of hard work to achieve that level of success. So I really didn't see what the big deal was about the comment that she made. So, I mean, I just think people just want to find some reason just to hate on the Kardashians, like I said sometimes. But hey, they still making money. Y'all still keeping it popping by talking about them. So, hey, it don't matter what y'all got to say, honey. But moving on to the next topic here. So I want to get into this whole situation with the Black Panther director, Ryan Coogler. Now... For those of you that don't know, you know, Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther, he went into a Bank of America. And when he comes in there, he has a sweatshirt on. He's got his glasses on. He's got his mask on. And then he's got this letter. And on the letter, it's, you know, talking about his account information or saying that he has an account. And then it's saying that he wants to withdraw $12,000. And he's telling her, can she do this, you know, do the transaction privately so that everybody isn't aware of what's going on. And so that freaked the teller out. Mind you, everybody involved in this situation were all 
African-American from the teller to Ryan to the police officers. Everybody was African-American. So the bank teller was a little, you know, scared because she didn't know whether or not, excuse me, she, you know, he was a bank robber. You're writing on a note. I need $12,000. Can you do this in a separate area? Can we go to do this in a separate area? She's like, what the hell is going on? Why do we need to do that? You know, so she's a little perturbed. So she let notifies her manager and they call the police. So and then not only that, but then Ryan Coogler has two or three people standing outside waiting for him. So it's like, okay, well, are you trying to rob like rob the place? Like you writing this on the note, you look the way you look with your glasses on and your hoodie on, and you know, you got your mask on, and then you're writing this note that looks like some sort of ransom note, and then you got three people standing outside. So, you know, in her mind, and you know, she's thinking the worst. And she's pregnant to top it off. So they call the police. Police question him. They eventually let him go. And it was really sad to see this all happening because it was really a misunderstanding. But we got to think about this as a whole. You know, banks have been getting robbed a lot, especially during this pandemic. A lot of people really have just been robbing. You know what I'm saying? So you don't really know what's going on. And the whole situation looked a little suspect. And another thing that people have to understand is these banks don't keep large amounts of money in the bank. Usually like you have to remember, you may have, you know, uh, $50,000 in the bank, in your account. Right. But that $50,000 that you have in the account is being used for other things in the banking institution, such as loans, mortgages, whatever. So if you're coming in there and you're asking for large sums of money, a lot of times there's a lot of channels you have to go through in order to get it sometimes, especially in the pandemic right now where people are a little shorter on funds and stuff like that. And so, you know, in order to get this large amount of money, sometimes you have to wait a couple of days because they're using your money for other things for loans and all of this stuff and then they don't keep all that money there at the bank because that just wouldn't be wise you know so we have to kind of look at the situation in a different lens in a sense because you know unfortunately us as people of color you know, me, especially being a woman of color, we always I always have to think about the way that I approach situations. Now, yes, the the, the people that were involved in this situation were all African-American. But at the same time, it's like, you know, society always just looks at us a little bit more differently. And so we have to be more cautious about the way we approach situations like hindsight is twenty twenty, But really, he could have just told her on the low or he could have called ahead before to say, hey, you know, I need to get, you know, $12,000 out of my uh, my account. Is there a way that we can do that separately or when's a good time for me to come down and get my money? That could have been handled that way. Now, in watching the video, Ryan did say that he's been with Bank of America for years and he's never had this problem ever. And he apparently said that one of the nurses uh, that he deals with likes cash. 
And so the reason why he needed to pull out that large sum of money is because the lady likes cash and, you know, she, I kind of, I guess, kind of bills them all in one. So, uh, you know, it just it's just really sad that there was a misunderstanding. But apparently Ryan had responded to the situation and he says that everything is all good. You know, they clear he cleared everything. Bank of America cleared everything up with him. You know, they're so they 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 got to they, they got this situation under control, which is good to know. But just remember, y'all, like if you ever go to the bank trying to withdraw a large sum of money, most of the times the bank is not going to give it to you because they don't have it. And then when you have people standing outside, you know, to them, that's suspicious, especially if you have a large sum of money. A lot of times they'll watch you as you go out because of the fact that they don't know if it's if it's a ransom going on, whether or not someone's trying to, you know, whether you're a person in distress. They want to make sure like someone isn't trying to hold you for ransom and they want you to withdraw all this big sum of money so that way they can rob you so they want to make sure that they get the visual of your license plate and who you are and who you're with just in case some shit pops off so i think that that was really kind of what was going on with this situation but also they didn't run his information ahead of time like when the late when he gave the note the lady could have like read his information to see if it was accurate. But at that point in time, she's just thinking in her mind, okay, I see this note. You're telling me to do this on the side. This sounds very suspicious. Forget running all your account information. Although he said he had an account with them, you know, she, you know, I, for whatever reason, just disregarded that whole part of it and just was afraid. So, I mean, it's really sad that they had this whole misunderstanding, but it's also really good that they were able to clear it up and, you know, Ryan hopefully doesn't have to deal with this whole situation in the future with Bank of America, because if he does, honey, then he might need to run down to Chase. I don't know how good Chase is, but uh, honey, he may have to run down to old Chase down the street. So now I want to get into this whole Stevie J situation, honey. Chow, chow, chow. Now, this was one of the most disturbing interviews I have ever watched in my life. Now, let me just say this. This whole situation could be looked at as a form of sexual assault. Now, I did say in the beginning of the show how sexual assault, you know, needs to be defined a little bit better. But this was clearly like a form of sexual assault. So Stevie J went on uh, a show called Leah's Lemonade. And while he's being interviewed, the entire time of the interview, CBJ is laying in bed with her shirt off, completely naked in bed. You can clearly see he's naked. And he has a woman in there, it looks like, and she's giving him oral sex. And, you know, Leah played it off pretty good, but like, it was really cringeworthy. It was really uncomfortable to watch and listen, you know, and to see, you can clearly see that the interviewer is uncomfortable and she's trying to do her best to remain professional. But honey, I would hug the fuck up. I would have hung up. Stevie seemed drunk or on drugs or he was under some type of influence of something because that was weird to see how he's acting now stevie j has always been kind of an interesting guy but like i've never we've never seen him act like this before 
and it was weird and it was all he was very disrespectful and he even called the interviewer a slut bag he said well the interviewer had made a comment she had said that she thought his son was very attractive and he decided to in response to that he called her a slut bag and it was like what the fuck how you gonna call this lady a slut bag And you could see she was just so uncomfortable. But like I said, she handled it so professionally, which I commend her for. But, you know, this honestly disturbed me to watch. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, white media doesn't want to fool with black media. And there's this whole thing where, you know, it's seen that a lot of black, you know, actors or people in the entertainment field don't want to interview with a lot of black, you know, blogs or news reporters or be it on any black shows or any networks and stuff like that, or just interview with any black journalist, right? Because the stereotype is that we're messy. We don't know how to act, yada, 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 yada. But what the fuck is this? You know what I'm saying? Here it is. Like this young lady is over here being professional, allowing you onto her platform. And then you disrespect her in that way. And and then we we kind of look at why white media doesn't want to fool with us. Because when do you see this shit happening in white media? When have you ever seen Oprah Winfrey interviewing someone and fucking like someone's getting head while they're being interviewed? You never seen Tom Cruise getting head while he's being interviewed by Oprah? Like, what the hell is that? Or even, you know, like any commentator, you know, or Ellen DeGeneres. You never seen fucking Ellen DeGeneres fucking interviewing somebody and the person she's interviewing is getting head while she's interviewing them. You know, you won't ever fucking see that type of shit happening. So why is it that? We think that that type of behavior is okay to have on our platform, that it's okay for a black artist to come on to another, you know, a black journalist show and do some stuff like that and think that that it's okay and not face any repercussions. Because let's face it, if CVJ went on the fucking Ellen DeGeneres show and pulled that shit, I bet you he would never have a career anymore. He wouldn't be allowed on any other shows, any other white networks. He wouldn't be allowed on the Jimmy Kimmel show. He wouldn't be allowed any of any goddamn where else. So, I mean, I just think that it is really disgraceful how he acted. And, you know, it's just really sad how, you know, some of some, you know, black entertainers just act this way, act a fool. You know what I'm saying? It just gives us a bad rep. And we wonder why white media doesn't want to fool with us and why we don't have certain opportunities, because it's just shameful. It's disgraceful to see how some of us act sometimes and how we treat each other at times. You know, we really have to do better. There has to be a level of respect. You know what I'm saying? Because we are great. We are just as great as white media. You know, our artists are freaking amazing. And to see just how how Stevie J went on there and acted. I mean, honestly, I hope that she doesn't ever allow him back on the show, honey. But that to me is a form of sexual assault. I mean, she is there doing her job and you are literally having sexual relations with someone right right in front of her. I mean, that's just like your boss calling you into the office 
and telling you he needs to tell you something. As soon as you get in there, you open the door and he's getting freaking fellatio from somebody and you have to stand there and endure that from him like that. I mean, that's exactly what this is. Although, you know, Stevie isn't the boss because it isn't his show. You know, that is not okay. Like to me, that is a form of sexual assault because she did not agree to that. You know, it's supposed to be an interview. She didn't initially know what was going on. She's thinking he's just laying in bed with his shirt off. And then as she's going into the interview with him, she starts to realize that, you know, he's having sexual relations with somebody. Yeah, she could have hung it up. But I guess she felt like, you know, I just need to remain professional at all times. But that still doesn't warrant the situation. And that still doesn't make it okay that he just literally pretty much sexually assaulted her in front of him. So we'll see what comes of this particular situation you know but I just think that we have to do better as you know people of color when it comes to entertainment and media entertainment we really need to really remain professional when we go and do these interviews because I just think that that whole thing would just cross the line that interview would just completely out of pocket and you know Stevie J really needs to get some help because clearly he ain't all there. He really does not have all his faculties and he needs to get his shit together. So now I'm going to get into this whole juicy, juicy situation, honey. So for those of you that do not know, uh, Jesse Smollett was sentenced to 150 days in jail and uh, he was called arrogant, selfish and narcissistic by the judge. And honey, let me tell you, he put on a show in that courtroom. He showed up and showed out. He was claiming his innocence and the whole thing all the way through all the way to his jail cell honey he he tried to maintain his innocence but honey the court prevailed and they sent his ass straight to jail for 180 days now my thing is jesse knew that this whole thing was a lie he created this whole thing it's a hoax there's no doubt in anybody's mind that he lied about the whole situation what's still unclear for a lot of people is the motive behind the situation but there's no doubt that he he created this whole scenario himself my thing is even when you're faced with the truth right you still try to say and maintain your your innocence when the evidence proves otherwise like the with the whole noose around your neck why would you still be wearing the noose around your neck hours after the whole attack happened why would you be cruising down the street you know at in the wee hours of the night on a very cold day in chicago like who does that you know, like there's a lot of shit that's off about the whole situation and all figures point to the fact that Jesse Smollett like concocted this whole thing. But to go as far as to act the way that he did in the courtroom was really just disparaging to me. You know, at this point, just humble yourself. You're clearly guilty of the situation. Why do you continue to maintain, try to maintain your innocence that we know that you are not innocent for? (laughs) And to really to answer that question, I think is he feels such as shame because he's put shame on himself 
He's put shame on his family. Let's face it. You've never heard anything about that family in, in any negative aspect. Journey has done very well for herself in Hollywood. She stayed pretty quiet for the most part, but her and her siblings did sound off in the courtroom when the verdict was given about what was going to happen to Jesse Smollett and him getting 150 days in jail. Um, however, I mean, yeah, they're going to do what they're going to do. and They're going to support their brother. But the fact of the matter is this wasn't about race this was about i feel like chicago pd or the county wanting the courts rather wanting to make a example out of jesse rightfully so and that's why he got 150 days do i think that the sentence is a little ridiculous yes to an extent but the reason why they did it was to make an example think about it you know chicago has a very like i said in the past chicago pd they don't really go and try to figure out all of the murders that are happening within their own you know uh city so the fact that they put their neck out there for jesse and to find out that he lied and they spent all that time and money trying to figure out who who the culprits were you know number one because they knew that he was a celebrity and they wanted to get the shine for it but because they believe that what he was saying is true because why would anybody have any reason to think jesse was a liar he's never had a bad reputation either so when this whole situation was just so weird but the fact of when it was found it out that he was lying how Jesse talked down about Chicago PD and so honestly at that point I just felt like they just wanted to make an example out of him because he slapped them in the face because it's like oh okay we put our neck on the line for you we spent all this time and energy trying to figure out who it was only to find out this this whole thing was a hoax the whole time and then you want to sit up here and call us liars and blame the whole thing on us and tell us we're not doing our job when we went above and beyond for you oh no 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 here's your payback now you get 150 days in jail and that's how it works that's just how it is and Jesse just needs to take it as it is but Juicy's brother went on and he said that you know Jesse was taken to um the uh, psychiatric ward in the jail and that he's on suicide watch right now and that um we don't know if how long he's gonna be in there for but they got him there as of currently um i do want to let y'all take a listen to um jesse sounding off in the courtroom before he was taken into county jail check this out okay i'm not suicidal okay in the fears of black Americans in this country for over 400 years and the fears of the LGBTQ community. Your Honor, I respect you and I respect the jury, but I did not do this. And I am not suicidal. And if anything happens to me when I go in there, I did not do it to myself. And you must all know that. I respect you, Your Honor. I respect your decision. Jail time. I am not suicidal. Okay. Mr. Uche, let me inquire, are there any post-sentencing motions you care to present right now? Yes, Judge. Yes, Ms. Widow. The defense would wish to present a motion to reconsider sentence All right. and file it in standard. Right. Uh, it, is, it is timely filed. Thank you, Judge. And, and let me say, I've obviously considered the sentence at great length, uh, and, and it's, it's timely filed, so it's preserved for purposes of appeal. Motion to reconsider sentence is respectfully denied. Is there another? What, what, one second, Randy. Anything else? Just a second, just a second. Is there going to be a notice of appeal filed? Yes, Judge. Uh, we, we, we're filing a notice of appeal. We're going to be 
Jackson to write a letter to the judge asking for leniency and which of of course the judge denied it but the fact of the matter is you know Jesse you laid your bed and you gotta lie in it <laughs> you know you acting crazy and now you the the judge just sent you down to the mental health facilities in the Cook County Jail and you know I just want to know you know with the fact that you got Jesse in there and R. Kelly, what's going to happen? You think they're going to make an album together in jail, y'all? What you think is going to come about this whole situation? Because I just think that this is just a hot mess. Chicago clearly is trying to make examples out of people now. So, hey, whether you're a celebrity or not, honey, you can get it too. It don't matter. Okay. <laughs> I just, I just, this whole situation is just a hot ass mess. You know what I'm saying? Juicy, I just want to know what the motive was. Will we ever find out what the motive is? What y'all think the motive is? I want y'all to make a comment below and let me know what you think is actually the motivation behind this whole Juicy Smollett hoax situation. I know Journey has been pretty silent about it, but also I'm pretty sure she's being advised by people to keep her mouth closed because, you know, this could potentially ruin her career in Hollywood and she's established herself uh, pretty well in Hollywood so you know I mean it's it just really this is just really shameful and you know Jesse just needs to do better he really needs to humble himself because I do agree with the judges saying that he is very selfish and he is acting absolutely narcissistic and like the judge said you went on the stand when you didn't even have to go on the stand you went up there to try to claim your innocence when you knew you were not innocent so you made yourself look this way and now you have to face the repercussions for your actions which I agree wholeheartedly you want to act the 
fool. You know, when you want to play a stupid game, you win stupid prizes. And this is your this is your prize. You get sentenced to 150 days in jail. So y'all, y'all celebrities out there, honey, if you ever thinking about pulling a little hoax, you know, they just said Tisha Campbell, honey, they try to say she didn't put a little or pulled a little hoax when she said somebody tried to kidnap her on down to Baltimore, honey. So uh, the, the, the cops over there did an investigation. They said she a liar. I don't know. That's a legend. That's a legend. But that's what they done tried to say that Tisha Campbell just put, pulled a Justice Smollett. <laughs> so, honey, I just want to tell all y'all celebrities, do not PSA PSA do not pull hoax honey you may be an actor but when this whole when you try to act in real life you will not you will not pull it off just give it up y'all while y'all head just stop with all these hoax just live your life the normal way and you'll be okay But on that note, I want to thank you all so much for tuning in to another episode of Vibe Selection and vibing out with me today. Y'all stay safe. Y'all stay healthy out there and make sure you wear your goddamn mask, okay? And make sure you social distance. Don't be all up on people when you at the stores and stuff like that. Y'all need to maintain your six feet at all times. Y'all go ahead and support the Vibe Selection podcast by donating to www.patreon.com slash vibe selection follow me on ig at i am kyra mahoney or if you like some cool vibe selection merchandise you like a nice little mug a nice little shirt a nice little throwover whatever you want we got it down at www.teespring.com slash vibe selection i will have all of this information in the info box right below make sure you guys like and subscribe to my youtube channel i see y'all all next week selection with Kyra. Come vibe out with us again next time and hear the latest on today's hot topics. Find us on Instagram at I am Kyra Mahoney or donate at www.patreon.com slash vibe selection.